Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome to Cody and Gold on 610 Sports Radio. On today's show, the brackets are out and the Hawks got shafted. The Bears get a massive haul for the number one pick, and we're an hour away from the start of free agency in the NFL. Now, two guys whose brackets are already busted Cody Tapp and Alex Gold. Nick strikes me as bracket guy, bracket guy. That's going to constantly tell us throughout the entire week who's in his bracket and how much further in his, in his bracket in the weekend. He has his team. Old that, Dominion. I'm pretty sure that's watch Nick. out. Yeah. That's your squad. Cause they're uh, undefeated in summit league or no, that was no, they're not summit league. Sorry. I was thinking of a different one. I didn't have the right. So I don't care who you pick. I haven't filled out a bracket yet. Should I have done that I by now? Not, I have not. I have not either. Not well, I guess that. we better get on it. I'm going to be huh? honest. I haven't, even, I haven't even looked at a bracket. I haven't done the deep dive. I don't dive. even know who made it. Haven't, <laughs> haven't even done the deep dive, though, and mapped it all the way out to the final four. But if you haven't filled one out, of course you haven't looked it out to the final four. What are you just, what are you talking about, like filling it out in your head a little bit? Yeah, like I haven't, like if you were to ask me, like, who's in your Elite Eight? I don't have an answer for you yet. Yeah, you know, you can't just fill it out right away. You got to take a few days, usually 48 hours for me. Just stare at it. Gut just reaction stare. last night? Nah. No, you just stare at an empty bracket for about two days, and you let the bracket fill itself out. Speak to you. Let it speak to you. Uh-huh. What's it saying? I am holding a I, – I have decided to make something um, – a new rule for myself here at the station, oh. which is I will no longer be participating in any group gambling ventures at this station. Oh. Money after tight, the disaster money, money that was, right now for you. after the disaster, and I'll gamble with you two, and we can certainly make some bets Thursday and Friday. But after, you know, after the disaster that was the player draft for the postseason, <laughs> no, no more group efforts. Did That's we do one bets. last year? I don't even remember we doing did. one last yeah. year. We did. Gold won it and still has yet to be paid I'm by several members. One member. I'm owed oh, about one. $10 from one particular is it, host of this station. Is it a morning show host? It may be. Does it, it rhyme be. with Rob Besco? It could. It could. Um, so, yeah. But in fairness, we're, hmm. we're even now because I didn't pay him for his playoff touchdown. But thing. that one was more hey, money. How are you even? Is that, the, even. is that the VIG? We're even. Is that the juice? It's a year interest. That's a good point, actually. So where we're at on I hadn't that, thought man. about that. Yeah. What if, hey, here's an idea. I'm just spitballing here, guys. What if every per, every member of every show got together in the studio, uh-huh. live on the air, and filled out a bracket together? We went through game by game. We <laughs> every to, game? Yeah, we all have oh to come God, to it. We all have to come hours. to a consensus agreement on who wins yeah. each game. It'd be great content for oh, the yeah. station, man. Do you know how we long that would that. take? Uh-huh openly debating some 6-11 matchup. I don't think we could get it done in a four-hour block. Just do it in the entire 3 o'clock hour of the drive today. There we go. You and guys want to stay late? So let's do For that, I will. For that, I will, man. <laughs> <laughs> For that, I I'm absolutely busy. will. Oh, you're a little busy? I'll call in. Just let me know when you, you know, 
want me to chime in, I guess. Nick did mention it, though. We're less than an hour away from the legal tampering period in the NFL opening up, so we will certainly key in on that throughout One of my favorite periods. It's, it, it is going to be pretty wild, I think, right off the bat, uh, around 11 o'clock or so, and then official free agency starts Friday, but we or starts Wednesday, excuse me. But we know this entire week, whether it's Chiefs-related entirely or contenders in the AFC, there's going to be plenty of movement in the next hour or so. We'll, we'll touch on, in particular, one thing the Chiefs could do right around 11 o'clock or so, or at least this week based on what happens at 11 o'clock. But let's start with the, the incident away tournament because all three local schools are in the dance, man. That's what makes it fun. This is the, the, the best seeds any of the three local schools in one given year have been. We've never had it where when you, when you go through and you take a look at KU, MU, and K-State and how low of seeds they are. Missouri's a seven. K-State, of course, a three. Kansas, a one. And so I think it's really cool that all three local schools are there. The problem is none of the local schools are going to have a chance to play in Kansas City, which kind of sucks, right? That does suck. That was one thing that that seemed the way the weekend went, and certainly with Houston's loss in their conference tournament game and championship game, sure felt like, oh, well, if Kansas could take care of business in the Sweet 16, in the first two rounds and get to the Sweet 16, they'd be playing in Kansas City. That, of course, was not the case. They're the ones they are going to play out west. They would end up going to Las Vegas if they made it to the Sweet 16. They're going to take on Howard Thursday. K-State's going to take on Montana State Friday, and then Missouri's going to take on Utah State on Thursday. I don't think even the selection committee was well aware of how their answer to the question, why did Houston get the number one overall seed and therefore the Midwest region over Kansas? Like, how did they come to that conclusion? Because honestly, it doesn't make any sense, Cody. It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever why Kansas ended up out west in Houston got the Midwest region. This was the answer, by the way, Chris Reynolds of the selection committee gave CBS yesterday during the selection show. Well, when you look at Houston, uh, combined 15 and two in the quad one and two, uh, compared to Kansas 21 and seven in the quad one and two. And Houston, they were competitive in all their games that they lost, except for today. And we understand today they were out their best player. And so um, for that reason, uh, we kept Houston at number two. There's making stuff up on the fly, Cody. Is that not something they've discussed publicly like, before? Just making stuff up on the fly. Now we're we're okay. we're weighing how competitive you were in losses. That's the thing. Acknowledging that the KU had basically lapped the field in quad one wins, had won the best conference in the country. Like that's just a universal thought. That's not something unique to KU fan or Big Twelve fan. That's a universally known best conference in America, Big Twelve, and you won the best conference in the country. And you didn't get axed in the quarterfinals of the Big 12 tournament. You made it to the Big 12 title game. Yeah, they did not look good at all against Texas. It's two weeks For the in second a row. straight time they've gotten blown out right. by Texas. But that was against Texas, who's a top three seed in the NCAA tournament. And got blown out by TCU earlier in the year. TCU, who's also a tournament team. Okay, here's the problem. This is Houston. real boy cried wolf, unfortunately, no, it's for Kansas. Not, Cody. Houston lost it. If you're going to play this Every game, hold on. Every no. year, Kansas gonna, fans no, say no, 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 that no, they no. got rocked. If you're going to play this game and start citing me TCU losses and it's the tournament team, do you know who you Houston lost at home to? Do you know? Some like 14-14 you know? and 14 squad. How about the Temple freaking Owls? Where are they at? Are they even in the CBI this year? I don't think so. Don't so don't, don't cite me Big 12 losses this year to they tournament teams. They got four teams. more losses than in Houston does. In the best does. conference in the country. Houston's leaving that crappy conference to go to which conference, Cody? Big 12. The best conference in the country when it comes to college basketball. But I'm not, I'm not the, arguing the, the fact that the Big 12 so, is the best conference. But it, then, then why is that not factored in whatsoever in this? Well, they clearly didn't care about that. Yeah. You know how I know they didn't care about that? Because they left Oklahoma State out, and other teams were probably underseeded by a little bit in this regard. 
But I mean, again, you have to schedule admit. easy though. Might as well schedule yeah. easy. If KU should have an easy non-conference schedule, the re- they should just do that. Nick, based on the comments Dude, that I heard, this as is well, the most Kansas. Houston, I'm going to take my ball and go Houston, home stuff ever. You know what? We won't even play tough teams. We'll go play. We'll go play Cody, some little little it school. It doesn't matter. The committee just told me it doesn't matter, man. They should they should play UMKC five you're you're UMKC Roos five times a year I guess Houston I don't think one hundred times hundred strength of schedule also oh, they have played one hundred strength last of schedule years. not this year hundred strength of schedule Houston does so don't so we can't we can't act like it matters because the committee just told us it doesn't matter I mean here's the thing the committee has like ninety seven things they claim weigh in to which team ends up in the tournament seated where. Where they choose to value those things in any given year, that's anyone's guess. So unless we're going back to pure mathematical formula or some other version of that, then this is what happens when you give them human element. Because I think honestly what happened with Kansas, I think legitimately honestly what happened with Kansas is they looked at the sheer number of losses and then they saw them get blown out three or, you know, like three times over the course of the year. And they're like, I don't know if we want that being our number one seed. No, they gave that to Alabama. And then they got stuck between them and Houston. And then they, yeah, on the spot, decided between quad one and quad two wins and decided to lump them together rather than separate them like they had been to this point and saw a better record for Houston because they had a whole bunch more quad question, two wins that had to boost my, it. My question, honestly, though, because I see a lot of people, I knew this would be the reaction. So many on the text line, they said, well, you got stopped by Texas twice in a week. Can I ask you guys an honest question and, and please give an honest answer? So if, if KU would have lost in the semifinals to Iowa State by one point on Friday night, and knock off by 20 to Texas. Would you guys be saying, would you guys be prompting me with the Texas no, crap over the last week? I'm just curious. Because you get penalized for losing in the conference title game. That's what I'm being told right now. No, I would say you'd get, you would have gotten punished. I don't think that they, I think they would have been behind Houston if they lost to Iowa State. I mean, didn't the committee tell you that? I think the loss, I, I think just the loss in general. Turns out. Well, then stop we citing this, me the Texas stuff, please. Well, I mean, I'm just talking about Texas is just who they lost to. I'm not citing specifically losing to Texas. That's why I brought up TCU all the same or whatever. Uh, what was that? Who was it that called him? Was it Clark Kellogg? They called him. Oh, he screwed uh, up. Yeah, he screwed up. He called Seth him. Davis also got very confused last Seth night. Seth Davis got very confused <laughs> about where Seth Kansas Davis, City is. Seth Davis got a little confused last night. It happens. Uh, it, it definitely happens. But when you, I think the loss was matter no matter what. We asked the question last week. What did Kansas need to do in order to secure the number one seed? And we thought at the time that just getting to the big 12 title game would have done that. It wouldn't have. They had to win it. They had to win the Big 12 title. It may, it seems silly now, I guess, but like they had to win the Big 12 tournament. I don't think that losing to Iowa State by one would have served them any better or worse. No, now, the, that was the one part point. I don't no, understand it, is that would have been a joke the Bill well. self-health thing. I don't understand that. Why would that... You should not let that factor into seating. That has nothing well, to do with their performance. That was something that Chris Reynolds, the selection committee, mentioned last night as well. And yeah, that makes that's what I'm saying. Like, there's a lot of things, Cody, that don't make a whole lot of sense with their logic. It's not so much that just KU didn't get the Midwest region. It's the logic that the committee said makes very little sense. Your Bill Self's health, if anything, you're gonna say that factored into your decision. Oh, the fact that they won two games without him actually made this to the conference title game without him. And KU earlier in the afternoon said, yeah, we expect him to be back with us coaching next week in Des Moines, next week in the NCAA tournament. Just a curious, are you, are you Kansas fan who says they're always screwed in the region? 
Because no, that, that Kansas was, fan exists. I'm asking if you were that. Yeah, part. I mean, we could replay. It's like, a time that's, for self-reflection. Like, that's like everybody's favorite thing to say the last seven years. And it's like, that's like everybody thinks it's funny the next day that every KU fan complains about this. Normally, I'm not. But this is actually ridiculous that they're not the number one overall I wish I team, could remember so. what you said last year. Because they ended up being in the easiest bracket. So I don't no, know. No, Bob makes that same joke, too, as well. Like anybody that acts like they don't care about college basketball all year, then they care for two days, suddenly makes fun of people that actually do care about college basketball. As people do that. I don't know why. It's kind of weird. I don't think I'm making fun of people who care about college basketball. But, yes, I understand. the. But, but that's this is the time to care. You could not care about college basketball all year and care for two days. Nothing wrong with that. Oh, you can choose. I'm just saying, like, it's pretty rich to then complain about people that are passionate about it when it matters because they oh, actually no. Well, here's all. what it yeah. is. It's that when you are Kansas, nobody is ever going to feel sorry for you. Even if, yes. even if the – data would suggest that you did get the short end of the stick. It's like, well, you're Kansas, so deal with it. I think you'll be okay. You still got a number one seed. You were the third-ranked team in America. I'm sorry you're not ranked second. You know, it's like one yeah. of those deals well, where been you can't expect. Well, like three times the last seven yeah, years. You're just like, like, we can we can be mad as Kansas fans, but you can't expect literally anyone else to have your back. And be like, <laughs> yeah, you know what? You're right. You're right, man. This is I'm, I won't stand for it either. Yeah, I don't like, like Kansas, I, but I don't I won't stand for this injustice. I, my, the thing I wasn't even I wasn't as upset until I heard the selection committee chair and the reasoning, citing Sasser, the very talented player for Houston who's hurt, but then it completely ignoring that the best defender, guy that's up for defensive player of the year nationally, McCuller wasn't even available in the title game. But she's like, it's she's the, the logic doesn't add up to me. That's all. If you want to, if you actually had sound reasoning, talking about the committee uh, for why you placed Houston, then then that's fine. But like. I can go through. I just I've given you three or four ones that don't add up. The the quad one stuff, citing someone else's injured player when KU had the again Kelvin McCuller not available in the title game, citing a coach's health problem when the KU already said he's going to be available next week. That's my issue. I think this very clearly came down to we valued the Big Twelve basketball more than the committee did. No, it's not clearly. <laughs> There's nothing clear. I think that's what happened. So here's what you're wrong with that, Cody. In, no matter how you feel about this, one thing that I feel like is universal is. There is nothing clear about <laughs> any of this. There is no transparency. There is no consistency from year to year. It's much like the conversations we have with the college football playoff committee, which is they are consistent in that their criteria is inconsistent. They don't tell you anything throughout the season when they start doing the bracket reveal preview stuff because they don't want you to hold it against them later when they change their minds on how they're going to ultimately seed this thing. Like we've talked a lot about quad one, like because that at some point got made like, hey. the committee claim they valued that Cody. That's why we've talked well, a lot they do. about quad they value one. it and quad <laughs> two together. They just didn't say that until now. Like I understand because there is a lot of confusion, obviously, but this is the problem with the human part of it. Again, nobody liked the BCS model because it was very simply just a math formula. That's it. It was a math formula. But there is not lying in that, right? You can, if you, if strength of schedule and quad one and all these things matter, if you knew they matter, you could schedule your system in a way that benefited you the most. And people will find a way to make those stats look better for them. Like just have just hard enough of a strength of schedule, but easy enough to go off of these next things. The big 12 is going to be interesting over the next few years because Houston, who ended up being the number, the, the better seed than Kansas is going to be in the same conference as hope, Kansas and I Texas who had an argument for a one seed themselves is yeah. on the two line. It's just, it's a, it's a loaded conference. I just hope Houston doesn't have a bunch of blowout losses next year and their loss. I just hope the committee doesn't punish them in the tub. What will be the toughest conference in the country? I just hope Houston, when they lose seven, eight plus games next year, I just hope that they're close losses though, because then, 
some team in the American, whatever's left of it, might actually think, have a better route for the number one seed. All this is true, but I think the way you're describing your vitriol towards Houston is exactly what Nick is saying about like people not standing up for Kansas fans. It's like you're taking this out on Houston, who just did nothing. They just existed in their conference and won a bunch of games. For, I'm not asking you to stick up for KU fans, but also it'd be pretty boring if I came on today and so, you know what. You know what? I'm fine, man. I'm fine with what the committee did. You know what, guys? Uh, no, Gold, aren't you? Cody would be like, Gold, aren't you upset about KU? Yeah. No, Cody, I don't care. I have no no feeling whatsoever today. Yeah. yeah. Is that what you want me to say? Well, fortunately, I'm professional enough to stay unbiased in this conversation. <laughs> well, you? Yeah, you host I the am. Wave of the Wee podcast. And you know, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, at some point, you just got to stop whining. You know, you just got to stop complaining. Bootstraps. And go out there, pull up your bootstraps, <laughs> roll up your sleeves. And win some basketball games. Am I right, Cody? Yeah. That's what this is all about. You got to go out and you got to play the team in front of you. And the Jayhawks right now, they got to get ready for Howard. All right? They can't can't spend all day licking their wounds. They got to get ready for the Howard and the mascot of Howard. The Bison. Wow, you looked that up after you found out who they were playing? That's Howard Bison. Did you know that before yesterday? Uh, I'm not so sure. It's the first NCAA tournament burst since 92. So, so probably it's not, not exactly a household but, basketball program. Yeah, but they've been on the rise. But they have been on the rise. Have they? <laughs> have they? Uh, yeah. Uh, Anthony Anderson, comedian, mm. actor, oh. is a graduate of Howard. <laughs> as was the late uh, Chadwick Boseman. There you oh. go. Harold Kuntz uh, told me ah. that on Twitter. There you go. Not that you personally just like texted to you. <laughs> he texted me. He's by like, the way, in case you're looking for some fodder for tomorrow, here are some notable alums. But you gotta get ready for that game, man. You gotta get ready for that game. And if you're if you're lucky enough to win, it's a quick turnaround. People forget that about the NCAA tournament. Quick turnaround, right on to the next. People really forget. Yeah, I mean, then you're getting ready for Illinois, the Fighting Illini. Arkansas, yeah, I think you'd rather, you'd definitely must rather, bus. You'd rather be playing Illinois than Arkansas. That's hey, you'd rather sure. be playing than not playing. That's a good point. Like UMKC, who's who's not <laughs> right. Gold, think about it like that. You want to talk about getting shafted? UMKC's not even playing. Yeah, How do you think they, Cody feels? It hurts, you know. That is a, hopefully his alma mater wins more basketball games in the future. Yeah, and I think that. You know, my therapist nice. tells me, focus on what you have, what not what you don't have. Your therapist tells you? Yeah, and, like, think about what the Jayhawks have. They have one seed, and that's great. They have a chance. They have a shot to win it all. And they have the title from last that's year. That's all you're looking for is just an opportunity. There's just no way this is going to be your attitude on the Wave in the Wave podcast. I'm going to pull that up. Yeah, I'm going to listen to it, and I'm going to play back clips. If anything all of this I can is do to show. get you to listen, Cody, <laughs> anything I can get you to do to You're download, give me the download, download whenever the next episode Something is. tells me this would not be Nick's thought process if he was still hosting a radio show in Lawrence, Kansas today uh, in the afternoon. Something tells me he would not say, hey, uh, it doesn't matter, guys. It's all good. That, I, I take offense to that. No, I'm just saying. I resent that implication that, I tells me. that I'm not consistent. I'm with my, Alex. You know, I'm sorry that I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I believe basketball games are played on the court, not on a spreadsheet like you nerds. You guys want to look at Ken Palm rankings and quad one wins. Yeah, I don't care about those numbers. Okay, I care about the only numbers I care about. I don't think anybody cared about those numbers until we were told hey, that that is actually something that people need to care about because that's what the committee. The only looks numbers at. I care about are those numbers that are on the scoreboard when the clock hits zero. And if my team has more than your team. I'm happy. <laughs> Good point. I can't wait. 
March Madness. Hey, guys, you know why they call it March Madness now, don't you? No, I don't. Why? Because the bracket was so the madness right now. Oh. You know? Mm-hmm. That is probably mayhem. Mayhem, you you know. This is March. Thanks, man. Appreciate that breakdown. (laughs) We have our first move of the NFL free agency. Oh yeah, you ready? Let me hear. It's a trade instead. Oh, the Patriots are trading Jonu Smith back to the Falcons. Space for doing. If only the Falcons had a tight end. You know, if only the Falcons had a tight end already. Oh, I just Mm. saw this come across the, the line too. Michael Thomas has a new contract. Not that Michael Thomas. The, the the defensive player Michael Thomas. Yeah, for the Bengals, <laughs> got a contract extension. Not, not the wide receiver <laughs> for one year and like three million dollars. When's this? When's this officially? When's the legal tampering period open? Eleven o'clock. Yes. So that's when we can assume everyone will sign contracts that they can't technically sign until Wednesday. Even though we saw a couple players flip last year. In fairness, remember Jarek McKissick. Yeah. Didn't he sign or with JD McKissick? Or JD yeah, McKissick yeah, didn't, yeah, he, didn't yeah. he end up signing with Buffalo and then flipped? He did. Back? He did. He ended up staying with the Commanders. That's true. Yeah. So that's something always to keep in mind with the expected to sign reports that are going to come out very very soon. I guess they're they're not official till till Wednesday afternoon. Which means they can change their mind. You can't force them to sign that I piece of paper. I always wonder how that doesn't happen more. Because if I'm a, a GM of another team and I see so and so is expected to sign, and I for and X then, number of dollars, then I'm like, well, wait a second here. Okay, all right. Let's now. I mean, you have an even better idea. Of what it might take. Yeah, like if you saw what it doesn't matter, like Orlando Brown Jr. today. If you saw that the Chicago Bears were expected to sign Orlando Brown Jr. for six years and 200, whatever. It doesn't matter what the number is. And you're like, okay, so that's the number, huh? Okay. Well, we got to Wednesday, convince him to come back here. And we know the exact number if we decide we want to do it. But it doesn't, it's, it was like two last year and it's always the small names. Like McKissick ended up reportedly ended up going back to the commanders, right? Because he just kind of liked it there. Like, he was with them the time before, and he was like, ah, I kind of want to just stay with the team I'm at. It had nothing to do with the amount of money that was being offered by either the Commanders or Buffalo. Although, I guess maybe the Commanders were offering a little bit less. Do you think it's going to even be noisy for the Chiefs at all for these first, like, three days? I don't know if it'll be noisy, per se, but I think in the, whether it's today or tomorrow, we'll get our answer on on two things. I think we'll find out for sure whether Juju's coming back or not, and I think we'll know if Orlando Brown Jr. was able to get the kind of money that he believes he's worth and he can get on the open market. I, I think there'll be some clarity on those two players. I think some of the other decisions, you know, the the other free agents, the the McKinnons, the Mike Danas, the Colin Saunders, those are, those are days down the road, if not next week type of uh, yeah, those, are, those aren't day one. But the front, you know, one of the first four or five true deals, it wouldn't surprise me if one of them involves Juju uh, or Orlando Brown Jr. I would think that those are two of the biggest names available in the free agent market. Like any list, right? ESPN's got their top 100 free agents, and both those guys are in the top 30. So, I mean, you would think that those are players that move pretty quickly. but Or McCole Hardman, because of the lack of wide receivers who are available, you would think his name moves kind of quick because of just the numbers at wide receiver that are available overall, there are things that really matter to the Chiefs and matter and related to their draft strategy and how they handle the rest of free agency or if they're looking to make trades. You're right. I don't expect them to go out and sign some of the biggest name free agents who are available, but they actually have two of the biggest name free agents who are available and several other players who were contributors to their team, whether they be Thornhill or Saunders or others, that are going to kind of impact the way they approach this thing. So, I, I mean, as always, I kind of like it because the legal tampering and all these contracts, it's just the craziest, like, four days in the NFL 
where just player after player after player gets signed. And this is even when some of those big pre-draft trades happen as well because teams are starting to figure out what may or may not be available for them. Coming up next, so there was a tweet that was sent over the weekend that had people talking, although I don't really think it should surprise people based off of what we know about the said player. Plus, Cody says this team will not be rising up to number two in the AFC. We'll get back to college basketball. Always good to hear that music. We'll get back to that in a little while. You a fan of that song? It's a great song. We're just not going to talk college basketball right now. We'll get back into that a little bit later. But, yes, I love that song. Cody, you like I- it? I think all of the college basketball March Madness music is overrated. What? One shining moment. <laughs> I, knew he, I knew he what? would do this. It's all just. You don't like any of it? It's just so cheesy. Okay, well, that's what? just corny okay, and dumb. You did two notes of a song, and then as if that's to tell us why it sucks. <laughs> just, it's all corny. It's all super corny. Like, it's, ev- it's it everybody sitting in a room together to being like, I'm not li- crying, you're crying. Do you hear One right shine moment is the living embodiment of you and Alex sitting in a room together saying, I'm not crying, you're crying. And you're doing a competition for who's crying more. This who's goes got back more to, tears? I, in the last segment, <laughs> this goes back to something, exactly what I said in the last segment. The idea of, like, if you are actually passionate and have tradition <laughs> and something connected you're to lame. it. Then uh, how, how dare you have that feeling? I'm too cool to think that it's a cool song. That's basically what you just told me. No, it's me. not a cool song. It's objectively not a cool song. And it's rich coming from you. What's that mean? All I'll you say know is, exactly what it means. <laughs> I will say, if you're if you're UMKC Ruse did make an actual mm-hmm. NCAA tournament and won a game or two or were featured in that more often because they haven't been ever before, no, then I think you actually would it. actually appreciate it a little bit. I more. grew up watching college basketball a lot. I watched the NCAA tournament. I did just but you don't have no. I mean, this, I'm not, I mean, I'm not even truly trying to be a jerk, but like, you don't have the school that has the attachment to what those memories are. I'm, I'm like, seriously, that's that is part of it, man. I grew up watching teams playing in the you tournament did, that I was rooting ha- for. You don't have like a diehard team you root for that's in the tournament consistently. It's not trying to not be a now, jerk, no. but like as a kid, like, I would have. Who though? I grew up watching Colorado and Kansas almost exclusively growing what up. What did Kansas do to you all of a sudden? Where now you're on the opposite track? Nothing. I just don't think like I watched a. I just a don't lot. care, man. I just want <laughs> I'm too cool to care. No, it's like you're afraid to admit that the thing you like but, is dumb. You can like it, but it's dumb. It's a dumb song. It's a stupid this song that's not catchy. This happens. Every, it doesn't matter. And you're has, afraid to admit it. You happens, can like it. This happens every. It's like the people who are afraid to like they it's like weird. Carly Rae Jepsen. I think this the happens. text line. The text line just did it. The text line just solved it. <laughs> yeah, From what? the nine one three. Come up with a new March Madness jingle, since you think it's so yeah. bad and disrespectful. You're the jingle guy. Come on. You're the jingle guy. You said, this one sucks. It's corny. Then write a new one, pal. A cooler hip one? Do yeah. yeah that's that, I'm going to go. solve that problem. Oh, now all of a sudden. Oh, I have to solve everyone's Cody, problems? Now all of a sudden, Cody says he's not capable of okay. writing. If it's so if it's so terrible, fine. then you should be able to write <laughs> a better one. Instead of one shining moment? Yeah, and you know what? We'll put it on a CD. And we'll ship it straight to Indianapolis and see if they'll I like the use it instead of one shining moment this year. I like they're just going to mail it to them and hope that somebody finds this envelope. And it's right. like, you know what? Send it right kind to Mark bu- right to Mark Emmert's office. Is he even still in charge? No. <laughs> it's like he's, he's not, not even the commissioner. He's still not, got pulled. He's, he's still not got in charge pulled. of the NCAA he? anymore. He's not. That's somebody else. Some new guy. I don't remember his name. Well, he'll know who to send it to. So we'll get back to college hoops a little bit later on, though. But there was a tweet that was sent out this weekend that had people talking, but I, I actually don't know why all that much because I felt like we were all pretty confident this was 
going to be the case, or at least for the next four or five years. That was Chris Jones, his official Twitter account. He was responding to a fan uh, after Chris tweeted out, he's grateful. A fan said, extension announcement soon? You have to retire a chief. Chris Jones responded, I'm a chief for life. I will not play for another franchise. Now, look, I don't know if he ultimately is going to end his career when he's 34, 35 years old or whatever in Kansas City. But I feel great about him getting an extension. Like That's honestly way in the back burner of my mind of concerns for this offseason. We have heard that it's going to happen after the draft, so it's not something that's supposed to happen today or this week. Don't be concerned if that doesn't occur. But like, it's always great for fans to see that. It's reassuring when you see a player tweet that out. I'm like, yeah, I think I think he does want to be in Kansas City. I'm not really concerned about his long-term deal happening. The real question is, will it happen? Sure, he wants to be a chief for life. I think it's kind of easy for him to say. He he was one of the loudest, most vocal people when it came to uh, his thought that they were going to start a dynasty and that they were going to win all these Super Bowls and came on this show, right? He has been a part of two Super Bowl teams. He's been one of the biggest factors why they've been able to have these kinds of runs. He's been their best defensive player this entire run. I could see why he would want to be a chief for life. I just don't know. Like, I, I guess the real question is, I just don't know how that's even plausible. <laughs> like, I I don't know how it even can come out that way because he would need, what, two contracts or he's retiring in four years yeah. at 32 years old. I think really this is about him saying, I'm going to sign a long-term extension here. I'm going to be here in the long run. And yeah, maybe if there's, because like Von Miller, I'm sure thought he was going to be with Denver for his entire career. Towards the end, things get weird. Sometimes prices go up, free agency happens, and people move on. All he's telling you, Gold, is what you and I feel very confident about. I'm at like 99%. Yeah. Chris Jones is going to end up back in a Chiefs uniform. There, There's no other player other than Patrick Mahomes that I am that, that confident of will be here for the next at least three seasons in a Chiefs uniform. It's it's 99% at this point. I don't see any kind of variance. I think that's also why we're not hearing a whole lot of noise around it either. I think both sides, both the agent for Chris Jones and the Chiefs, feel confident that they're just it's a matter of time. And also, he, you know, they're not pressed up against, hey, his, he's a free agent. He, he, he's, still, he's still under contract, so they can wait. They, they can wait till well after the draft if they need to, and it sounds like that's the direction that they're likely to Yeah, but into. similar in the Orlando Brown thing, don't you think that they want a long-term answer at an important defensive position? Because that was the whole reason. But again, I don't think they're worried. Sure. I don't think they're concerned that they don't. I think they feel very good about where they're at because I think the way Chris played and then also seeing the market, they know for the most part, the dollar amount, I think it's going to come down to the structure. What's the guaranteed money and the bonus, the actual annual per year type of situation. I don't think has changed all that much. I bet you the Chiefs aren't all that surprised to see the commander's defensive tackle who was tagged and then got a long-term deal yesterday. Uh, Deron Payne ends up signing four-year, $90 million contract, $28 million bonus, 45 guaranteed, and then $60 million overall in total guarantees. Like I don't think the Chiefs were caught off guard by no. that number. We you know? also knew that it was more than his number. It was always right. going to be more than his number. The weirdest part about defensive end is – Currently, there is no second place, and when you're talking about defensive ends in the current NFL, Chris Jones has proven he has been, over the course of the last five years, the second-best defensive tackle in the NFL. Last year, he was the best defensive tackle, but the difference has been, like, until Payne signed, what was the difference? Like, $10 million between the highest-paid defensive tackle and Aaron Donald, who doesn't get treated like any other defensive tackle. They paid him more like a defensive end, so it's... I assume Chris Jones' number is between those two. The remaining question is, 
How close can he actually get to Aaron Donald's number? How close to Aaron Donald's number is he asking? Because he got paid $25 million a year. He would very clearly be the second highest paid defensive tackle in the NFL by several million dollars, right? He would be way clear of three. He could get more guarantees by $20 million. He could be way clear of that and still be tens of millions of dollars short in both the full contract of Aaron Donald and of the guarantees. Like, is he willing to go that far below or are you really going to have to get to the spa track estimate, which is four years, 120 million and 90 million guaranteed, which is a whole hell of a lot closer to Aaron Donald's number than it is to the one we just saw signed yesterday in pain. Yeah, the chiefs and Chris Jones, it's one of those where if we wake up and it's uh, it's a week after the draft and it's, it's not done or two weeks after that. That's when you it's can start you to all off season, but th- this is, it's weird because it's going to be a massive extension, but it is so far down the list of my concerns of what the Chiefs can accomplish this offseason. Getting an extension of Chris Jones, I think that that is almost a foregone conclusion at, at this point. The bigger questions are what maybe we find out starting in the next 20 minutes or so when the legal tampering window opens up. Real quick, there's a little bit of news from Adam Schefter just that uh, the Texans and Raiders are expected to pursue your guy, former 49ers quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo. Have fun with that. He also mentions the Jets also could get in, but they're in wait-and-see mode for a guy named Aaron Rodgers, who still, despite claiming he wouldn't hold the offseason hostage and would have a decision made by March, the tampering window opens in 20 minutes, and Aaron Rodgers has not notified the Jets or the Packers uh, his intentions. Kind of a big deal for two teams not to know, because like the Packers cannot spend money in free agency if, if Aaron Rodgers comes back, or can't spend real money right. in free agency if Aaron Rodgers comes back. And the Jets, you know, um, might need a starting quarterback, kind of, if Aaron Rodgers isn't going to come to them, and he's never going to give them an answer. So we'll keep an eye on on all things uh, legal tampering window, which overall, can we just say the league should just go back and just hope, just have it wide open anyway. This is so stupid. Like, yeah. This idea that, yes, it's starting on Monday instead of Wednesday, but just just have it wide open anyway. It, it, open most, the floodgates. Most, yeah, most of it's happening today. To begin with, there was a trade that happened as well this weekend. That's something you could have already done. That was the Miami Dolphins and the L.A. Rams. The Rams moving on from Jalen Ramsey. He gets sent off to the Dolphins. They're redoing a contract as well. A Dolphins team that has a quarterback on a rookie contract. This is what you should do. We say this all the time. You have a quarterback on a rookie deal. You can be ultra aggressive. You can make some uh, really aggressive trades and maybe even give some contracts out that are a little bit more aggressive than a team that was playing the long game would the dolphins are playing right now the short game they have a talented quarterback on a rookie deal a big question mark of health of course with Tua but I get the move for Jalen Ramsey they needed to bolster their secondary that was their big weakness they went out and signed Vic Fangio to be their defensive coordinator say what you will as a head coach defensive coordinator Vic Fangio has been one of the better defensive coordinators in the league and if Tua is healthy and that is a massive massive if we all know the concussion stuff the Dolphins could end up. We could be sitting here talking about them as the number two contender, the number two contender battling it out with Cincinnati. Let's not forget what the Dolphins were before the concussion. The Dolphins still won nine games despite missing uh, Tua for six plus games, having Skylar Thompson start games for them at times, Teddy Bridgewater for a game or two. That's a very talented team that we were talking about for the first eight weeks of the season. Mike McDaniel being coach of the year and man, the Dolphins might win that division. I think this is a smart trade by the Miami Dolphins, and they're going to be right up there in that top tier of the AFC. Uh, they can't. They're like fourth. They can't? They're like fourth. How come they can't? I don't know. I had more time to think about it. You're probably right. We probably overreacted a little bit to Miami in the middle of the season at some point last year when they were 
going through that run and they were having one of those top held offenses. And when Tua was the starter, they were winning all their games, but no other team keeps trying to build it the way Miami is. Miami's whole plan is on defense, two top corners. And you're like, that's not a good way to build a defense. It just isn't. They were trying to do it before. And obviously Byron Jones now with a major injury and all that stuff and his release means they're walking away from that. But that was their previous plan on defense. And now their same plan on defense is what if we have two top corners? I understand they've made moves for guys for like Bradley Chubb, who are like mediocre pass rushers in the NFL market, but their same problems exist. They will be exposed defensively because of their lack of pass rush. Jalen Ramsey does not solve their problem. What do we say all the time, though? I know it's two. It's not Patrick Mahomes. What do we say all the time, though? If your offense can be a top five offense, you don't need your defense to be a top 10 defense. And look, with Ty, with, with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell, they probably got one more year of somewhere near that level. But I, I still have major questions about Tua. And I, you know, I know that they were off to a really good start. He was off to a really good start. They were scoring a lot of points. They were a big play offense. But people will have a second year to figure them out. Tua, like at this point, we talk about like with Kadarius Tony. Can I even count on Tua for 17 games? That's why I said if healthy. Like, you know, I said but if I mean, he's healthy, they can be the number two contender. I just that's don't obviously think, a question. But that's it. I don't think he can. The that's if fine. to me is already answered. Yeah, he can't I, be healthy. Joe Burrow has proven this. I don't know why we would already jump them over Buffalo, a team who is continuously beating them in the division just because they can't get past Kansas City. They'll have their own cap problems, but they're still going to have a huge core of what has been a pretty regular, what, 12 or 13 win team? I'm not close to put Miami above those teams yet. There, there need to be a lot more evidence for me yeah, than I'm just, just Jalen Ramsey. It's funny. Up. People were willing to do it 10 weeks into nine weeks into last season. On this very show, I, I, we had a conversation about moving them up, and now they go and improve their defense. And, yeah, the, the Tua question is huge. I mean, I don't, I don't feel comfortable predicting whether someone's going to have a concussion next season and, and potentially have life-altering effects, but it's a, it's a fair conversation that has to be pointed out when we're discussing Tua. But I get why they're approaching it that way. You got a rookie contract. You can go ahead and make trades like they are for Jalen Rams. I do think they'll be a better defense anyway with Vic Fangio as their uh, defensive coordinator. But that that division, the Dolphins, I think they will be battling right there with the Buffalo Bills. I, I think at some point in time, uh, if you're the Buffalo Bills, the idea of winning your division by three or four games, that's not that's not going to keep on happening. There's way too much competition. There's also a Jets team that might have Aaron Rodgers here before the end of the day. The same thing. All, it's all like, of a sudden, like all of a sudden, like what we but it said, might be a Jets team. It was Jimmy Garoppolo in which we feel well, very different. differently about that's different. Yes. How good they are. It's definitely a different scenario. If that actually happens. Write something down. Nick's notable notes. All right, guys, March madness is officially upon us. What do you think is the maddest thing about March, Cody? I don't know. What does that mean? Have you started working on any lyrics for your new Final Four jingle? We just start talking about this. You got till Thursday morning. 15 minutes ago. You got till Thursday morning, man. Thursday morning? That's the start of the real tournament. We're not counting the first four. Start of the actual tournament Thursday morning. Yeah. I think 11 a.m. is the first tip-off for 11.05. West Virginia. That's my chance to change one shining moment. Yeah. Wow. So I'm sure you guys have seen this. That uh, Kansas didn't get the easiest draw there in the West region being shipped out to Las Vegas, where they are in the same region as three teams who, if they were to play on a neutral court, which if they wind up playing each other, they will play on a neutral court, would be favored. Man, stop complaining about KU's draw. No, 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 not complaining. Stop complaining about KU's draw. 
I don't I'm think just, the draw is bad. I just think they should have been the number one overall well, seeding at the Midwest region. See, I actually don't think their region is this death region that everybody says. So I'm is. giving you the cold hard facts here. And that's all I ever do. It's all I've ever done. Mm. If Kansas were to face their two seed, UCLA, their three seed, Gonzaga, or their four seed in Connecticut, they would likely be underdogs in all three of those games. Now, Gonzaga would probably be close to a pick but UCLA is, I mean, the, the advanced metrics love them. Uh, UConn has been an advanced metrics darling all season long. According to Ken Pomeroy, what's he know, right? According to his uh, metrics, which have been around since 2003, Kansas has the lowest percentage chance of reaching the final four of any one seed since 2003. You're a fanboy. Man, that's enough. It's enough. <laughs> enough. The toughest draw for a one seed since 2003. Does that change your tone at all, Cody? No. You want to back off your stance? Not really. They had the easiest draw in like 25 years last year, so it's fine. It Works is, out okay for Kansas, it turns out. Don't you find it tough on days like today, Gold, where you just know this, no matter what you say, no matter how you frame it, no matter how you package this argument, everybody out there who is not a Kansas fan, of which there are many listening to this very segment, this very second, mm-hmm. are just ready to destroy you from any possible angle they can because... They love it. Yeah. They think it's hilarious. They think it's the coolest thing ever that A, Kansas got screwed, and B, Kansas fans are salty about it. Yeah, that's normal fandom, right? But it's yeah, definitely. Yeah, you're supposed happened. to dislike it's, when it's, things, good things happen to the yeah. other. Like and when look, bad things do. And look, like, it, it'll, it'll definitely swing right back towards Missouri uh, as they are underdogs, by the way. Yeah, they are. Against Point Utah. Half? Utah State out of the Mountain West. Spoiler, you can guess who I'll be rooting for in that contest, those of you who've been texting in all morning. Yeah, Utah State, no, by the way. No, it will not be the Tigers. By the way, Utah State, according to Ken Palm, is Aggies. the 18th-ranked team in the country. Those Aggies, man, they can shoot the three ball. <laughs> Look out. And there is your this Utah is State breakdown decide, here on Cody and Gold. We all decide the one thing we've heard about that school and just decide to perpetuate that one fact. Shoot, shoot the three. Well, they're at no, 38% from three. Utah State's going to beat Missouri. Missouri fans are feeling very good because they – beat Tennessee, who doesn't have their best player, uh, in the quarterfinals of the SEC tournament, and then didn't get embarrassed by Alabama. So they're feeling very mm. good, and they're going to lose in the opening round to Utah State. It's going to be interesting to watch for Carrington and everybody else coming up later this week. Yeah, it's just it's brutal, man. It's brutal knowing that you're in the right, technically. Like, all the data, everything is on your side, but nobody will agree with you unless they are also a Kansas fan or a KU grad. Like Alex I like and I K-State's are. path. I will say K-State. I like it for you. Let me ask you guys I this. I like K-State's path. Everybody wanted your right gold. Everybody wanted Kansas to be in, well, all KU fans wanted Kansas to be in the Midwest, mostly because it were in Kansas City. If the regional site was not Kansas City, if it was right. Oklahoma City, if it was Dallas, if it was Louisville, I don't know. Any Name, name a, a, a different Midwest, Columbus, Ohio. Yeah. Would we care all that People much? People would be upset, would but it would be nearly the same level. I do wish I think any happened, local school uh, had a chance yeah. to play in Kansas City. It stinks that no Missouri, no K-State, no Kansas. It, like, there's no chance for Kansas City to get it. They get Iowa State fans, which yeah. obviously show up in droves to Kansas City. It, it sucks for power and light. You know, if you don't get a huge fan base that travels, now you're not going to get any of the locals. If you don't get a, a fan base that's willing to come down and travel, it really hurts them. They were, I mean, a lot of those businesses were counting on having that draw for those couple days 
during the Midwest region. So yeah, Nick, to your point, the fact that the K the Kansas City tie-in I think makes it sting a little bit more. But we all know, I mean, KU lost to Oregon in the lead eight when it was in Kansas City. So that doesn't, by doesn't Oregon. guarantee yeah. you a trip to the final four. I actually four think like this that. is this is real spin. This is defense mechanism. I know it. But I act, spin but, zone. But not, but you know what? But it's one of those spin. I'm a, I think I'm a pathological liar now because I actually think that I believe it, even if I don't actually believe it. That playing in Kansas City is actually a detriment. You need to get out of your element. You need to get out of your comfort zone. That is where growth happens. That is where you are forced to sort of batten down the hatches and say, you know what? This is going to be tough now. We got a tough region. We got teams who are playing closer to home. It's us against the world. Kind of like the Chiefs, right? The Chiefs have always been better when they go on the road because I feel like you're more hyper-focused than when you have to drive 30 minutes down the road. Except in the postseason when they only play at home and have two Super Bowl <laughs> titles and five AFC title game appearances. But yeah, yeah sure. Or where Kansas at yeah. home has the single greatest home field advantage in college basketball. But other than that, no, Nick, but this is great at, point. But this isn't at home, Cody. It's We're not talking about them sure. playing at Allen Fieldhouse. We're talking about them playing at the Sprint Center. And that has been one of my longstanding beliefs that – Kansas playing in the Sprint Center, they always expect it to be like a home game. Hey, we're, we're driving 30 minutes. It's going to be all KU fans. But you get in that building, and it's nothing like Allen Fieldhouse. It is like a modern basketball arena. It doesn't have that same sort of atmosphere and energy that you get at home. And you were always expecting, like, this always happens at Allen. There's always going to be a stretch where you're not playing well, and the crowd's going to pick you up. That doesn't ever happen at the Sprint Center. So I feel like just getting out of Kansas City again, defense mechanism. I know I, in my heart of hearts, I don't actually believe <laughs> You're it. You're really talking, but yourself I'm talking into myself into the idea that playing in Vegas is the best thing that could have happened to this team. <laughs> That's what you have to do when it, you know, doesn't go the this way. This is you great. Oh yeah, this is great. Gold loves Vegas. I don't know why you Gold, don't just go. Dude, you should go. Way too expensive. <laughs> Is it, have you already checked? Yeah, flights and everything are way too. How expensive. much are we talking? Uh, four or five seventy-five, I think, is what it was. I don't know what it is this morning. That's before hotel. I, yeah, I'm not. So I'm I got some flight not, credits from that whole making... winter storm thing. Hmm. You gonna go out? Why not? I think gold saving it for if they end up in Houston. I don't know yeah. though. I would almost, but I think I, I think it would be more fun to be in Vegas for the Sweet Sixteen and Elite Eight than it would be to be in Houston for the Final Four. Because Vegas is cooler than Houston, and going to, to going to basketball games like I get it if your team's there, it's it's awesome no matter what. But going to basketball games in these massive arenas just stinks. There, it's it's a horrible setting for a basketball game. Yeah, but what's the last back-to-back -back NCAA champion? I know. So if your I team's in the Final Four and you're a Kansas fan and they're going for back-to-back -back national listen, titles, I totally understand that weight would hold a lot. I totally understand. I just. You get inside these buildings and they, you can hardly see the court. It's just, it's just, there's no, it doesn't feel like a basketball game. And I'm sorry. And I'm sad. <laughs> you don't have to say you're sorry. No one's asking you to go. You don't have to go to Houston. That's much more drivable than It's Vegas. a good drive. It's a, just a drive. Still. What's it, 12 go, hours? Yeah, it's a, it's a 12 I haven't hour looked, but are you, I haven't looked. But are you arguing with someone on the text line right now? I'm responding to people. I can always tell when you're kind of looking down and your lips are kind of pursed. Responding to people, yeah. Would, would you describe the tone as terse? <laughs> no. Is it an argument? 
No, someone says I wouldn't be talking about Missouri the way you guys are for people that get their paycheck. And I just wanted to remind the person that my paycheck comes exactly not directly from the University of Missouri or any pro team or college team in the area. That's not Wait, how is we someone get paid. suggesting we get paid by Missouri. Say, like, I wouldn't talk like that if you're uh, if you're thinking about Missouri athletics, since you guys make your money off Missouri pro teams was the response I got on the text line. And oh, I is said, that because one of our sister stations has the rights yes, to Missouri broadcast? Spoiler alert. That is not how our compensation comes. We do. We get absolutely zero dollars uh, on my paycheck from missouri or ku or k-state but thank you well because you're rooting against them is yes that it? that's right yes okay you know what honestly i'm gonna tell the boss <laughs> please you do. Please you are do. rooting for this company to have less right. money and i'm rooting for them to have more me Nick. too i'd like our company to have more money whatever i can do to help this i'd like k-state and missouri to go as far as possible uh-huh. you know you know what? I think I'm going to make That's that how my works. final I, four. I, you know what? I, yep, this it's is, over. It's done. I'm, I'm making Kansas, that my final Kansas four. Kansas State of Missouri. Yep. Who's the fourth exactly team? right. Who, who you got out of the Midwest? Um, Houston. Houston. There you Houston. go. Because they earned it. Because they earned that spot, and I think that they're gonna they're gonna make the most. And of what's it. great is if KUK State of Missouri, based on the texters' compensation, if they all make it to the final four, we get bonuses too. Because I'm told we get compensated by those universities. Oh, really? Massive. Yeah, so bonuses. we actually get bonuses if they awesome. make it far in the tournament. Can't wait. All right, coming up next, though, the legal tampering window in the NFL opens up in about three minutes or so. We'll see what happens right at eleven o'clock. And Cody says they're going to be even better for the next decade. I don't know how it's possible, but he says this team is going to be.